0: Well, good morning everyone i thought I'd begin uh, this morning by just checking in and asking you how you're doing um, 2021 a year that was supposed to turn everything around has gotten off to a bit of a false start uh, not quite not quite the way maybe we thought it would be and uh, and of course it's not just that out there in the world, there's all this crazy, right? And as we begin a new year, there's, there's also just our lives and all that goes along with them. We still have relationships that need attention. Um, there are those of us who are students, we're still having to go to school and deal with homework and maybe a bit of drama, um, We still have responsibilities and bills to pay and cars to fix and our health to tend to. And with all that's happening out there and all that is happening for us in our our individual lives, I, I think it would be safe to say that we are all in need of strength. Strength to just get up in the morning strength to face the challenges in front of us, strength to overcome our fears, to love our neighbor as ourself, to love ourselves. And I wanna ask you this morning kind of what, what comes to mind when you think of the word strength? What, what do you think it means to be strong I'm gonna actually have you respond in just a second in the chat window, if you're willing to do that. Let me first share with you what what Google uh, thinks of uh, when when you Google and do a search for the word strength, you get images like this, right? Uh, Which, wow, Um, okay. And also, does anyone think it's odd uh, that the dumbbell he has is like toy size or it, maybe it just appears toy size in his ginormous arms. Anyway, isn't this what we think of when we think of strength, right? It's, it's muscle, it's, uh, it's grit. Uh, it's the ability to flex, you know, that's, that's strength. Or uh, this was another top image, multiple versions of this, uh, right? The, the, the ability to overcome victory, right? Strength is hands in the air raised because you've climbed whatever mountain there is to climb. Uh, or there was this image, which is just kind of terrifying. I don't know what to make of this exactly. Uh, is this the human torch? I'm not sure. But even this, as confusing as it is on the one hand, I mean, you kind of get it, right? This is like fiery and it's maybe powerful. It's a fist. It's it's, it's one way that we think of strength. And so let me just, again, come back to that question. What do you think of? And what do you think specifically our world says uh, when it is talking about strength? And some of you already have uh, gotten into the chat. Way to go. Chrondike family, you're hilarious. Um, love it. What else? Strength with restraint. That'd be a, a beautiful thing. Yeah. Oh, singing in the rain. I like that, Amy. Um, a little different than those pictures I just showed. I think we'd have to agree. What else? What? What is strength? What does it mean to be strong according to our world? Mm-hmm. That conquering, winning, overpowering. Yeah, that dominance. That's right. Yeah, looking strong in the midst of chaos or a terrible situation, right? Kind of, again, this rising above and overcoming. Yeah, no weakness, no, no chinks in the armor, right? Yep, overcoming obstacles. Yeah, Getting you know, some of our cultural gender-biased uh, ideas around strength and emotion and what emotion is okay to show and, mm-hmm. yeah, a lack of vulnerability. That's good. It's good. In fact, hang on to that laws. Um, Cause that's actually where we're headed today. You know, we've got this, this idea or a collection of ideas, common perceptions about what strength is, right? And it's mighty, it's unflappable. Uh, our coworker who seems to have their life completely together, who never needs help. Uh, that's strength, right? We think of. And it's not that it isn't. But that, this, this idea of strength that we've mostly been kind of talking about in the chat, and certainly those Google images, it's very um, one-sided, right? It's a one-sided, one-dimensional way of understanding strength. And what I'm going to invite us to do in the coming weeks is to look at some stories from the scriptures that I think show us a different side of strength, and my suspicion is that some of what we're going to encounter in these stories is going to surprise us. Uh, that we might find in fact, that strength resides in unexpected places. Uh, that we are, we are strong by doing some unexpected things. And today we're gonna to consider a source of strength uh, that I, I do think is certainly uh, unexpected. Um, in fact, I, I wonder if when you hear this word that I'm about to say, if there isn't a part of you that doesn't actually view this as weakness, um, and what I'm, what I'm talking about this morning is again, what the laws had clued us into, and that's vulnerability. I want to suggest to you this morning that vulnerability is strength. That to be vulnerable is to be strong. We're going to be looking at a story from Luke 18. I'll have the verses up here if I, you know, you'd like to just read along on the screen. Of course, you can hop onto a Bible. Maybe you want to scribble a note if you've got a paper version or a digital copy of a Bible. We're going to walk through this story. It's towards the end of the chapter, Luke 18, 35 to 43, and it goes like this. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. And when he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. And they told him that Jesus the Nazarene was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people in front yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you instantly. The man could see and he followed Jesus, praising God, and all who saw it praised God too. So this morning, I invite you to consider the possibility that to be vulnerable is to be strong. Uh, But before we get too far into that, I think it's probably important to define this word and I want you to help, all right? What is vulnerability? How would you define it? Or maybe it's easier for you to think of an example of vulnerability. And so um, why don't we throw those into the chat window? Not not worrying ourselves with whether or not we're getting it exactly right. Just what do you think? What's either a definition or, again, an example? Revealing your true self. Yep. Which is going to require being open and raw. I I appreciate that word, Franks. That's good. Yeah, honesty. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, even when it's not pretty, ooh. Yeah, there's an example, expressing anger or that you're upset with a friend, that takes vulnerability, no question. Yeah, willingness to reveal a truth about yourself. Sometimes you have to be vulnerable with yourself first. (laughs) In a way, you have to be honest with yourself And then, yeah, being honest with other people and revealing those things. Mm. Those are good. Admitting that you may not know everything, indeed. Yes. So, not surprisingly, you all are smart people and uh, you're onto it here. Yeah, emotions is huge the chinks in your armor, absolutely. Again, you're on to it. Let me, maybe for just the sake of having a common language, let me uh, borrow from Brene Brown, who I I would argue maybe has done some of the most important work around vulnerability. She's actually made this a topic uh, that we are now more willing to talk about. She's a researcher and a professor and an author. I'm I'm sure you've probably seen her TED Talks. She defines vulnerability in her book, Daring Greatly, uh, in this very simple way, that vulnerability is uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. So, as I think Chanel said, or Mike, when you express anger or that you're upset to a friend, you are stepping into a situation that is uncertain you cannot guarantee or predict how it will go. Will the friend receive what you have to say? Will they resist it? It's risky therefore, and it's, and it's emotionally exposing. You, you are putting yourself out there in that instance, right? Uh, or think about like students, how many of you have done uh, a project at school and then you have to stand up in front of the class and present the project? How many of you have done a recital or you've done an open mic night, um, done a show, you've been in a theater production, right? When you get up in front of a group of people and share a part of you, something you're passionate about, something you've put a lot of yourself into, that is incredibly vulnerable. It's uncertain, it's risky, and you are emotionally exposed, right? Um, or just think about love. (laughs) Loving someone is without guarantees. Uh, It's extremely risky actually, because you are completely exposed when you love someone. You're open to hurt. There's the possibility of betrayal. It's incredibly vulnerable. And yet, (laughs) isn't love also the most thrilling? most fulfilling most joy infused beautiful thing that we experience in this life back to my other example of like doing a presenting a project or doing an open mic night like isn't sharing ourselves with the world sharing what we have and who we are with the world isn't that also potentially one of the most thrilling exciting whether it's on a stage or it's in a little work group at work or it's with just one person that you trust When we share ourselves, we are alive. But to get there, that requires risk. It requires stepping into uncertainty. And this story from Luke 18, I think is a story of vulnerability as well. Of someone stepping into the unknown. And so let's walk through it together. And as we do, I invite you to do your best to put yourself in the shoes of the main character of the story. And I know, I know, Jesus is the main character. Yes and amen. But in this story, the person who actually gets the most screen time and has the most lines is this blind beggar on the side of the road. I wanna invite you to try and put yourself in his shoes this morning. So here's the first few verses of that story again. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd walking past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus the Nazarene was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So this man is doing what he did presumably every day sitting on the side of the road, begging for a bit of bread or some loose change. Which, when you think about it, is really an incredibly vulnerable thing to do. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you get used to it to some extent, but it strikes me as something that is full of risk and uncertainty. I mean, he was certainly exposed emotionally Will people help him or will they scold him for his laziness? Or will they, as many probably would have in his day, will they say to him that his blindness is the result of his own sin? That was a very common conception that if you had a physical ailment, you had it because of your sin or maybe the sin of your parents. Ultimately, the question for our main character was this, Would people see him as a human worthy of their time and resources? And every day, every time someone walked by, he had to ask that question. And so in Luke 18, as a crowd passes, he asks, What's going on? It's not normal for a crowd to pass. He's curious, What are all these people doing? They say, Jesus the Nazarene is here. And then he calls out, Interestingly, Son, of David. Son of David. In other words, this man understands, even though to the best of our knowledge, no one has told him. He's come to realize though, that Jesus is of the line of David. He is, in other words, royalty. He is Messiah. You know, this blind man sees more than most, it would seem. And so instead of asking for bread, or a coin, he asked for something far more valuable and frankly, risky. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Mercy. It's a risky thing to ask for any kind of help, but to be a blind beggar which again, many would have seen as a condition of his own doing, to ask for mercy when many would have looked at him and said, you deserve your blindness. You deserve your position in society. It's because of your sin or your parents' sin. To do what he does is is incredibly brave and vulnerable. What if this crowd mocks him? Or what if they tell him to shut up? Oh wait, be quiet. The people in front yelled at him. Hmm. I wanna say here, I want us to be very clear as we're talking about vulnerability today that vulnerability does not come with guarantees. If we put ourselves out there, if we take that risk, there will be times, it's not that there may be, there will be times when we will be rejected, when our vulnerability will not be reciprocated, when what we had hoped might happen because of our vulnerability will not happen. And here the crowds tell him to shut up. What is is he there saying? He's nothing A blind beggar, Jesus can't be bothered by annoying cries for help from someone like him. I mean, can you put yourself in his shoes for a moment? If you can, what do you do? I am so inspired by his next move. But he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. When we are vulnerable and it doesn't go the way that we had hoped, understandably, it can cause us then to be hesitant the next time that we have the opportunity to be vulnerable. But this man, after having just been shot down, having really, having had his vulnerability rejected, he chooses to take the risk again, to expose himself emotionally again. And maybe it's out of desperation. Maybe it's out of conviction. Either way, he chooses to step into the uncertainty. Son of David, have mercy on me. And when Jesus heard him, He stopped, he stopped, and he ordered that the man be brought to him. Now, let me ask you again to put yourself in the main character's shoes. You've taken a huge risk. You've put it all out there, shouted at the top of your lungs, in front of this crowd of people. And now suddenly the crowd has gone quiet. And even though you can't see anyone, you can sense that everyone is looking at you. And some people are telling you that he wants to see you. mean, it's one thing, courageous, yes, but it's one thing to shout for someone from a distance. It's another to stand face to face. And so you gather your things, you get to your feet, and you begin to walk. A walk that must have felt like that deep breath you take before making the plunge. I just wonder, what do you think was going through his mind as he made that walk to Jesus? What do you think he was thinking? And here's maybe a way to really get at it. What would you have been thinking? I'd love to have you put this in the chat window if you're so inclined. You've shouted, you've been told to be quiet. You've shouted all the louder. And now the world has kind of stopped and you are making your way to the son of David. Someone who you have a sense is no ordinary individual. How are you feeling? And the laws say terrified. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, hmm, am I in trouble? Yeah, maybe you didn't think that he was actually going to do anything. (laughs) You're, you're shocked. (laughs) Hoping that you haven't made a terrible mistake, right? Oh, that's so good. Yeah, excited that I'm actually going to meet him. They noticed me, but oh, so scared about what's next. Again. You all are brilliant people. And I hope, by the way, as we do this, as we do something like what we're doing right now here, reading this story and asking pretty simple questions about it and then sharing, I hope you see that you and anyone on this call and anyone with a desire can read the scriptures and can explore them and can find meaning in them by just doing what we're doing here today putting ourselves in the story and asking questions about it. I mean, these things that you're saying here are, in my opinion, at least, spot on. This is vulnerability. Have I made a terrible mistake? I mean, you've been in that moment, right? Moment where you've chosen to be vulnerable. And immediately as the words are out of your mouth, you are maybe rethinking your decision, wishing that you hadn't done that. Uh, or you're excited. On the one hand, there is anticipation, but there's also this fear. What now? So this guy makes his way to Jesus. And as the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. What do you want me to do for you? Wow. I think this question invites vulnerability. Did Jesus not know what this man needed? Of course he did. But he, he places it back into the hands of, of this blind beggar. You, you tell me, you, you decide how far you want to go here. How deep do you want to go? It's, it's really, I think, again, a question inviting vulnerability. And we may say, well, of course, the guy said that he wanted to see, what else would he say? But if I put myself in this story, at least me, if I'm in this story, if I'm the blind beggar, I can at least entertain another way that this could have have gone. Because there've been times in my life when I've been in need, and someone has come to me and said, how can I help? What can I do for you? And in that moment, instead of choosing vulnerability, I've played it safe and I've said, I'm okay, thanks. or I think about my relationships. I mean, in most every relationship, well, not in most every, in every relationship I've made mistakes and it's led to conflict or hurt. And you know that there comes this moment when you can either own up to what you've done or you can try to deflect, blame someone else, recall a time when that person maybe hurt you deny, 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 whatever the case may be. But instead of vulnerability, I I harden my heart. Or I can think of moments when a relationship has had the potential to go to the next level, to go deeper, to become more intertwined, more rooted in trust. I mean, these moments come actually, I think with some regularity in our lives where we can go deeper with a person, we can choose vulnerability or we can play it safe and keep that person at at the distance that they are. I've been around fire pits with friends, you know, um, when someone shares something about their life, it's really significant. And instead of leaning into the moment and maybe reciprocating vulnerability, I make a joke. Listen, I could come up with, it. I, can. I can share example after example where I've faced this, this decision point and I've not chosen vulnerability. And so I can put myself in the story and imagine being the man and finally getting to be face to face with the son of David and not choosing vulnerability in that moment, not saying what I really need or what I really want but maybe just asking for a couple loaves of bread or telling them, you know, actually I'm I'm okay. I don't want to bother you. It's fine. So I think when we come to these moments and this choice between vulnerability and safety, either, you know, choosing emotional exposure or kind of closing ourselves off, I think so much rides on how we answer those questions or what we choose in those moments. Brene Brown, I'm just going to borrow from her again. This is a quote again from that same book. She says, vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. It is, it is the source of hope, empathy, accountability, and authenticity. If we want greater clarity in our purpose or deeper and more meaningful spiritual lives, vulnerability is the path. And I think, I think Brene is right. Vulnerability is not a peripheral issue on the margins of our lives. I think it is a central and fundamental issue if we want to live a life worth living. And, and what's so ironic in my mind, at least, is that when we look at someone Like this person in Luke 18, who was courageous and repeatedly vulnerable, we recognize the strength in his vulnerability, don't we? We see him and we think, wow, that person was strong and and bold and brave. But when we think of being vulnerable ourselves, we we often view it as weakness. We tell ourselves, I can't say that. I can't let them know that part of me. I can't take that risk. To be vulnerable would be to be seen as weak or incapable or flawed. And yet, think back on your life. When a friend has shared something meaningful and significant, have you ever thought of them as weak? I suspect not. Just the opposite, I would imagine. You, You remarked on their courage for sharing that with you. Or when a child gets up in front of a school and reads a poem that they've written, do we think, oh, what a sign of weakness? How oh, we see it as strength and we should. See, we can, we can see that the vulnerability of others is a strength. The challenge for many of us, I think, is believing the same thing about ourselves. So let me invite you here to, to pray with me for a moment. And it might be helpful to just get into a posture of attentiveness as we spend these next few moments together. Maybe put your feet on the floor, let your spine stand up straight. Might be helpful to close your eyes just to let some of the distractions uh, lessen. And I invite you to pray with me. God, you tell us in your scriptures that the way that we are changed is by the renewing of our mind. And maybe for some of us, we need to change the way we think about vulnerability, especially when it comes to our own vulnerability. If we're honest, maybe we see vulnerability as weakness. And so we ask that you would help us to see what is true that vulnerability is the birthplace of love. Vulnerability is the pathway to belonging. Renew our mind this morning. And some of us may need wisdom, God to know when to be vulnerable and with whom to be vulnerable. I I don't think, God, that you ask us to bear our souls to any and everyone. That's not the point of what we're talking about this morning. Vulnerability must have boundaries. So teach us what those are and give us discernment about what to share and when and with whom. But also give us courage. Chances are pretty good we will find A whole host of reasons to not be vulnerable. But you show us that life to the fullest comes through vulnerability. So help us to believe that this is true and give us the courage to boldly take steps into uncertainty. And to trust that whether it goes the way we had hoped or planned, you are with us.